Hello everyone and welcome to Locked on Flames. Today we are going to recap the 7 out of 8 points that the Flames snatched on their road trip before the holiday break and of course what this means now that they're in 4th place in the Pacific Division with 39 points ahead of their biggest rivals, the Edmonton Oilers. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lockdown Flames, or welcome to Lockdown Flames if you're new here. Hi, hello, my name is Jess Belmosto, and I am so grateful to have you here and I hope that your holidays are going well. You've gotten all the Flames gear you want, and you've, you're looking forward to maybe going to a game. I know that I am very much looking forward to the Battle of Alberta tonight, which we are going to be talking about, of course, because how could we not? And we just have a lot to chat about uh, as we wrap up the 2022 year the year of 2022 you know it's uh, been one heck of a year for the flames and hockey as a whole so we are going to talk about you know kind of like the most outrageous moments in in the sport uh later this week and if you want to tune in for that i think you should tune in for that you can absolutely subscribe to lockdown flames wherever you get your podcasts it's free uh spotify apple audible amazon stitcher tune in i believe we're here for you on whatever platform you choose, and of course, YouTube as well. So thank you all for hanging out. And remember, it's free to leave a nice little review. It's free to rate the show, and I appreciate it. So there were definitely things that the Flames needed to do ahead of this road trip. Number one was win. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to prepare themselves to win. We talked a lot about this last week, especially uh, the episode with Nick Dararis. And we're going to be kind of calling back to that episode a little bit. Not too much, but just kind of with added context, of course. And it was great to see this team win and at least force overtime when necessary and still snatch those points because... If there was one thing this team did need, it was a cushion. And they needed to cushion these points and turn them into something more. They needed, you know, easy wins or, you know, even if it's an overtime loss, you're still walking away with a point. Not only were these kind of subpar teams, these were all, these are also teams in your division. So you, you know, it's not just a two point game, it's a four point game because. It's two points for you on the line, but then at the same time, there's also two points on the line for your division rival. And, you know, if you fall further and further behind, the, there's no way of even catching a wild card spot. But good news is the Flames are currently sitting in fourth ahead, ahead of the Edmonton Oilers with 39 points. And it's nice to kind of see them in a competitive spot again. I mean, this is definitely something that isn't uh, smooth sailing. There's going, it's, if anything, it's the opposite. It is going to be an uphill battle. And I think that that's okay because I do think this team needs to build upon grit and grittiness and just, I don't want to call them underdogs because you look at that roster on paper and they're not underdogs, 
But I do want to say that they have they have to work for these points. It's not as easy as last year, and that's okay because working for something is good and it builds character. But right now, the wild card, the Minnesota Wild, currently have that top wild card spot with forty points, so they're not too far out of that wild card picture here in the West. And wild, the thing about the wild is that I don't think they know if they're good at hockey or not. And that's okay, because you know what, I feel like they never have this defining moment in their in their season where they're like, we're good. I, I just kind of feel like it's a little bit of a slippery slope. And I'm sure Seth from Locked on Wild will tell you all about that. And I just I think that there are absolutely things that need to improve for the Flames if they even want to take a sniff at the playoffs or a wild card spot. I think that, you know, we haven't turned that corner. We talk about it every week here. Like, we're still waiting for them to, you know, turn the page, to turn that corner, to all get on the same line, in the same paragraph, the same book, the same word. Like, to me, I think the players are more on the same level right now than what the coach has in mind. And that happens. We see it all the time in hockey. I'm not saying Daryl Sutter is going to blow this team up at the deadline. But I definitely think that there has to be changes. And those changes are all very in like it's all in-house work that needs to be done. You know, you're not you don't have to go out to improve your roster. There there were very feasible and do doable solutions right here right in Calgary with your AHL team and your NHL team like come on you know we just gotta figure it out because it's right there and we are absolutely going to be talking about that next here on Locked on Flames so you're going to want to stick around for that and you know I'm sure you're all thinking the same thing and I'm sure you are fully aware top six Milan Lucic and we're just we're just gonna take a quick break to talk about that so uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. As always, please remember to gamble responsibly. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. It is bowl season, so you want to go out there and place your bets for some college football national championships. Who doesn't love a good Saturday filled with college football? I assume you're going to want to bet on some hockey as well. Who doesn't love taking the over in a Flames-Oilers game? You know, good old Battle of Alberta. So head to the website today uh, or check out betonline.net on your mobile device and uh, learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And as always, I appreciate any and all listens to this show. You are all very, very appreciated. And I just have to say... Thank you for making 2022 the biggest year here at Locked on Flames to date. Uh, It's been a very great year for the show, for the Flames, well, maybe the earlier half of the year, and just a great summer to kind of, uh, you know, build up our expectations for this year, and I'm here to ride this wave with you. We do need to talk about riding this wave and how long this top six Milan Lucic can last. Uh, It has to end, like right now. Just because he's scoring goals in back-to-back games does not mean that he is your solution to your top six uh, winger problem. 
the four game stretch, I, I truly fear that the four game stretch gave Daryl Sutter this like false hope and this false level of confidence. Because you know, when you're just kind of coasting through school and you're like not really studying, but you're like, it's a multiple choice test. And you're like, oh, I, I remember this. Or yeah, I'll just go with the one that sounds the best. Or you're taking a math test and you go with the answer that's closest to your gut and you still somehow get it right. That's what I feel like is happening here. And like, to, like this is not a dig at Milan Lucic. This is more so just like the state of the game and the truth. Milan Lucic cannot be a top six winger on a competitive team because of the speed of the game and the how heavy you rely on your top six because you're not out there just doing cardio minutes, you know? Uh, Adam Razichka, hello, has 20 points in 25 games. We, like, the answer is right here, Daryl Sutter. The answer is right here. And I want to remind you all that Matthew Phillips is still up with the team. He is still very much up with the team. And even though the roster freeze, I think, becomes unfrozen at, like, some point very early this morning, I do think he will stay with the team. But, like, you, let's plug and play, okay? So you move Milan Lucic down to where Razichka is currently playing. You swap them, okay? And then you can take out Brett Ritchie and, like, put Matthew Phillips or just kind of do some a little bit more tweaking. And if you're not sure on playing Adam, I mean, Matthew Phillips, at least swap Lucic and Razichka. That, I think, would be fantastic. We have seen his success in the postseason reg and regular season now. Give him a chance because the answer is in-house before we start expanding and looking elsewhere, okay? You know, there there is an obvious solution and it is being overlooked and you just have to look at who you're playing the speed of the game you're telling me you want Milan Lucic who is just this big beefy dude that just skates around for six seven maybe ten minutes a night out there on your second line against the Oilers and the Kraken and even Vancouver, I don't think that that's just a smart decision. I would truly play Adam Ruzichka up there because, he, number one, he's young. Number two, he's capable of scoring points consistently and racking up points consistently. Number three, you don't need this aged-out veteran in your top six. He's on the last year of his deal. He's seen better days and that is obvious by that 70 something goalless 70 something game goalless stretch you know I think it's very fair to look in-house and look at your roster and just literally flip them and if someone else is giving you a hard time you know not like personally a hard time but like in the roster I think you could absolutely get away with moving Matthew Phillips and slotting him in even on, you know, I don't think the third line, because that third line of Backland, Coleman, and Manjupani against the Oilers is just chef's kiss. But they're just, 
there has to be something here. And if you're not going to utilize Phillips because he's not a fourth liner, you need to send him back down to the AHL so he can play, so he doesn't get rusty. It's not fair to him. It's just not fair to him. So this, you can't just skate by and coast through this, through the rest of the season. The Pacific Division has gotten a little bit more competitive, a little bit more exciting to watch. And I just, I don't think it's necessary to have Milan Lucic in your top six, even after that success, because it the goals weren't just coming from him. Yeah, they were coming from your secondary scoring and like your defenseman in Michael Stone. But we just, we need to just figure something out here and not rely on Milan Lucic as heavily as Daryl Sutter appears to be. And that's the other thing. You're playing faster teams. This team is not fast. This team will have circles skated around them. Anyone can do it. This team needs another bag skate practice because I do not understand. Sometimes sometimes don't understand their uh, conditioning. They're in a much better shape than they were a few years ago. I will say that. But they are slow. They are slow. You know what they need? Fast young players. Do you know what they could do? They could absolutely have a fourth line with Brett Ritchie, Trevor Lewis, and uh, Matthew Phillips. Even taking Trevor Lewis out and slotting in. Again, Kevin Rooney, I'm sorry, Kevin Rooney is faster than Milan Lucic. Kevin Rooney can play on the power play, but you know what? There's no opportunity for these players to to grow. And if you're not going to move Rizicka up, play him on the fourth line, the cardio line with Phillips and... um you know, uh, Trevor Lewis's center, like just, or, or Kevin Rooney, just do something to speed that line up because it is not unique. They talk about the depth of this team and it's not all around right now. It's not, it's not something that is truly there. And I, I do also just want to briefly touch upon Rasmus Anderson. Okay. This isn't, this is not a dig at Rasmus Anderson. I want to completely clarify that because I think that he is fantastic. He is one of the best players on the Flames and has done fantastic this season. But what used to be Gaudreau or Kachuk being clutch, Rasmus Anderson has been as clutch as one can be. That's fantastic. And yes, offensive defensemen are great. Maybe throw him in the Norris conversation. I don't know. But you look at this lineup and you see names like Kadri, Huberto, and even Toffoli, whose song is holding out for a hero. And there has to be a hero in that extra hockey. I don't think all of this should be relying on Rasmus Anderson. I think that, you know... Of course, every, like, Andrew Mangiapane, I love you to pieces. Do I think you always look like you need some dry shampoo? Yes, I mean that endearingly. You could just have, like, 
whatever. But you have regressed, my friend. There has been serious regression in your play. I say this as if he's listening or watching. But Andrew Mangiapane has seen, we have seen, significant regression in Andrew Mangiapane. He's always been someone who scores on the road. And that's where he racked up most of his goals last year. Where, where are they? Where are they? Because I'm not seeing it. And that makes me sad. We all need some more Mangiapane in our life. We all need some more primary scoring. Toffoli. Kadri. That middle line. That, that middle six. Can you come alive? Just a little bit. Can we figure something out where we take Lucic out of the lineup? Again, let Matthew Phillips play. And you know what? Fine. You know what? Put Rizichka on the bottom line and let, let Matthew Phillips soar with that second line. Just do it. Please. I would appreciate it. And coming up next here on Lockdown Flames, I'm going to tell you all about what I want to see ahead of tonight's game and what the Flames just, they, they got to figure it out, okay? And Daryl Sutter, I'm mainly talking to you, like, again, like he's listening, but Daryl Sutter, I feel like not doing as bad a job as Jeff Ward, but at some point goes from the, the responsibility shifts. Players can only do so much and the coach can only do so much, but right now I feel like the players are meeting the team more in the middle and we're going to talk about that next thank you all for tuning into locked on flames make sure that you are following me on twitter at just belmosto i just i love tweeting during the games completely normal rational reactions from yours truly the battle of alberta is always a fun and competitive game i think that this is you know if you're into sports betting this is the time to place a bet uh, easy money on the over because you are never I'm saying this I'm recording this like 24 hours in advance knock on wood but you are rarely ever going to have a two to one Edmonton versus Flames game you're never going to see that. you are never going to see a low scoring battle of Alberta because that's just how it goes you know for whatever reasons the goaltenders just go like, there's just a complete breakdown in goaltending on both sides. On both sides. I mean, yes, it's not Mike Smith anymore, but Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner have both done their best Mike Smith impressions. Dan Vladar and Jacob Markstrom get eaten alive. But I, I'm going to say something slightly controversial here. Start Vladar tonight. We don't have to risk... Jacob Markstrom's confidence. Vladar has won against Edmonton. I just think that would be neat. Yes, his save percentage was like 880-something, 870-something, but they still won. And that's okay, because a win is a win. A win is a win. But I don't think it's worth, uh, again, risking the four points. Yes, yes, it is two points on each side. But it's four because the Oilers 
like they're in your division. We've talked about this. But Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman have to start against the McDavid line. There's no reason why they shouldn't. This was the recipe for success in the playoffs. And guess what? We didn't learn that until like game four of a five game series. No, we knew we knew that, but it just wasn't put on the ice by the man that makes the decisions. So, you know, I just I do really think that with a defensive minded line, you can get them. You can pin them in the corners. You can do whatever it takes to squeeze Edmonton out of the puck. You can squeeze the puck out of them. That sounded like I was, <laughs> that was funny. But no, like there's absolutely ways that the Flames can outplay Edmonton. We've seen it before. Dump and chase. This team used to love a good dump and chase before they had any sort of identity, before they had any idea of a competent coach. This All this team played was dump and chase. Yeah, the roster looks very different, but I don't think it takes a genius to learn how to play dump and chase. Um, you know, if you're not going to make adjustments and slide Luch down, th then you might as well have nothing. Like, you don't have to start a goaltender. I like, you are doing your team a disservice by starting an old and slow veteran in your top six when you're going up against one of the fastest, if not the fastest team in the league. You're ahead of the Oilers by one point right now. And again, you, you can't win the Stanley Cup in December, but you can lose it. You just had a break between these games, between this stretch. This is the first half of a back-to-back. -back. Just go out there and get them. They are probably going to go out there and overthink this entire thing, which would not surprise me, but please... For the love of Chris Sutter, Blasty, the pedestal, and Harvey the Hound, please go out there and play smart hockey. Do not overthink things. Do not make things more complicated than they need to be. Do not take so many penalties that you are just playing a game on the PK the entire time. That's another thing that needs improvement. The penalty kill. Chris Tanev cannot quarterback and lead and be the glue that holds your PK together. Kevin Rooney deserves a shot at the PK, but we know that he's probably just going to spend some time down with the Wranglers until something happens. But I am just very cautiously optimistic about this game against the Oilers, I don't think we need to go into this one with high expectations. Just know that there's probably going to be a lot of goals scored and check out betonline.net for all you need. And thank you all for hanging out with me on Lockdown Flames. I appreciate you. And I will be back later this week or tomorrow, really, with uh, some of the wildest chaotic moments in 2022 when it comes to professional hockey. And I will see you then. Bye-bye.